Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Good morning, Molly. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good afternoon to everyone over on the other coast. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Welcome to our live today. Thanks for joining us. It's a good day to be here. It is, it is. I'm really excited to get to do this one with you. We have become close colleagues and friends and I really enjoy spending time with you. So it'll be nice to spend time with you yeah. with our with our veterans and um, it's our a viewers. Cool topic that we both have a lot of knowledge on and are very passionate about. So it was there is definitely a good reason for us both being on this on this live topic together. Definitely. And it's a doozy. So if you're here, we're talking about MST, so military sexual trauma, and um, we'll get started here in a little bit. We'll give people some time to pop in, Um, but before we do, if you'd like to pop in the comments and tell us what branch you served in, uh, where you're from, if you're with us as a client, who's your coach, give us some things to chat about, and we'll, we'll get this kicked off. So again, thanks for joining us, and happy Wednesday. Yeah. So Molly, where everybody is. Yeah. Where everyone's tuning in from. The veteran community is literally all over the world. I mean, I have some veterans in Japan and I have, you know, some in the Philippines and just all over the place. So I always, I'm always so curious to see where everyone's tuning in from today. Same. D'Angela, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I am dead smack in the center of the United States in Kansas City, Missouri. It is the Missouri side where the Chiefs play. That's where I am located. Um, it's kind of a good location, very central. But uh, Molly, you're over on the West Coast, aren't you? I am. I am. I am over in San Diego. Oh, love San Diego. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, we've been here for almost two years, which you know, is a long time for a military family or a veteran family. We're so used to kind of picking up and going every year um, or two. So it's been really nice to be in the same spot and really get to know our area. And put in some roots. Yeah. Little ones. Little little ones. (laughs) (laughs) And your husband. Let's just, let's say that. (laughs) Yeah. And your husband recently got out, correct? Yes. Yep. Yep. So it's almost, uh, he's been out for almost four years, but still works within a military community, like on a military base as a contractor. So we're out, but still have, still have a little bit in. (laughs) Awesome. Still have some ins. Let's get over to this chat. We've got quite a few people in here now. Hello, Julie from Iowa, who won her MST claim. That's amazing. And I'm glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. We've got Larry Finton. Hello, sir. Deborah um, in Indianapolis and served in the Navy. We've got Joanne. Sean Jordan's your coach. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. 
All right, Philip, Fort Carson, Colorado. I was just in Colorado um, and you're Gladstone. Yeah, you're five minutes from me. So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, We're glad to have neighbors. you here. Yeah, definitely. Ada Jackson from Florida. And Chaka, I think I said that right. I hope so. Oh, Dion from Georgia. Served in the U.S. Army in the early 90s where you got a pat on the back for MST. I hear you. Um, things have changed significantly. <laughs> so yes. thankfully, um, but it is still a difficult, difficult thing. Sherry, great state of Texas. <laughs> U.S. Navy. Thank you. I hear all. it has been hot, hot, hot in Texas. I think Brian actually put a picture up that it was like 108, <laughs> which is just, oof, it is sunny with a breeze in 70 here. So I will take it. <laughs> San Diego has the best weather all year round. So we pay for it, but yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely do, which is why I live in Kansas City. There Cost of living is significantly lower. Yeah. Plus, we have family here. Branches this morning. We do. I love when that happens. We do. Hey, Randy said he just sent a link to a previous female coworker and veteran. Thank you. We appreciate yes, that. Yeah. You. Share with your friends. Let them know that we're, we're getting ready to speak on this topic. Um, hopefully give some good information out to you and stuff that you can share. Um, we are not accredited agents, VSOs, attorneys, or medical professionals. So we're veterans veteran spouses here to talk to you about, um, you know, MST and military sexual trauma and how it relates to the VA as far as claims go. And just to kind of dig into that situation, that scenario. So wanted to let you guys know, we'll get started here in a minute and I'll let Molly take the reins and tell you a little bit about herself first. And yeah. then, then I'll tell you my story and we'll get I did want to touch on, um, Carly's comment and she said, I didn't even know help was possible. And we'll get into that. And that kind of dovetails perfectly into my introduction because my husband is actually an elite member and he was the one that found VA Claims Insider and he didn't know either. He was working with other companies and just not, not understanding the whole process. Um, and that is huge. And that is, we are education-based. We want to empower you to take control of your claim. No one should care more about your disability claim than you. And that education base is really what we found makes the biggest difference. And so that's why it is one of our capstones, you know, is that education. Um, and, you know, and help is out there. You don't have to do it alone. And, you know, that's your disability as well as, you know, MST. You're not alone. You're not alone in this room. You know, just look at the comments about how many people are in here and listening um, and went through similar situations. So you're definitely not alone um, in this, in this, and you don't have to struggle through, you know, we're here Definitely. We have two different programs that we're going to touch on a little bit later. But yeah, my husband is in the elite membership and I saw VA Claims Insider work firsthand. You know, I saw it work for him and, you know, he found he found Brian on YouTube like a lot of people do. And just the passion that Brian had 
one made him want to join BACI, but then me, when I saw results, you know, from, from the outside perspective, I was like, man, I want to be a part of this. I know that there are other veterans out here, just like my husband struggling with this. And I want to be a part of it. And almost just shy of a year, actually later here I am. And I'm happy to be here. And we're lucky to have you. You bring, (laughs) you bring a wonderful element and having not just veterans, but spouses of veterans gives us, you know, a a unique perspective as well. Um, I'm an army veteran. I am an army brat and grew up to follow in my father's footsteps. I joined the military when I was 17, spent my whole adult life in the military. And uh, most of it was in the AGR program in the National Guard, the Army National Guard. I think that's the best kept secret in the military because you get all the benefits of active duty, but you get to kind of grow some roots if that's your wish, uh, which has been really good for me and my family. And, you know, transitioning um, after serving my whole life, essentially, I I was really nervous and it was a very scary thing for me. Um, So I was blessed to find Brian Reese and the VA Claims Insider family because I get to continue to serve fellow veterans and I get to continue to work with wonderful people like Molly who are passionate about giving back to our veterans. So it's, it's been such an amazing journey. And um, this topic specifically is very near and dear to my heart because I'm rated for PTSD due to MSD. And I don't even like talking about it um, as most of you well know why, but I've found that there's been some healing uh, in being able to share this so that it can help others. So that's why I'm here. That's why I do this. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited to really, you know, dig into this and and get, let you guys know the intricacies of it. Um, but before we do that, you know, let's, let's kind of go back to Molly and we'll, we'll chat about VA Claims Insider a little bit, what our elite program is about, what the mastery program is about, and then we'll dig into, to what we're here really to talk about, which is MST. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like I had mentioned, um, you know, my husband is in the elite program and the elite is the one-on-one coaching. Um, So we have two programs, the mastery and the elite. The mastery is really a um, done like by you type situation versus the one-on-one coach that you get with the elite program. Um, Both have a ton of resources. So if you already have a lot of knowledge on the process and don't think that you would really benefit from the one-on-one coaching um, with Elizabeth or myself or our amazing team of veteran coaches, then maybe the mastery level is, is right for you. You still have, you know, access to all of the resources, the templates, the videos, Um, Telemedica, who are the professionals that we can send you over to if you need additional evidence. Um, So it's really just finding the right program for you. Absolutely. And then both of our programs really operate on three things, strategy, education, and medical evidence. No matter where you are in the process, um, you're going to need a strategy to move forward. You've got to educate yourself and equip yourself because an educated veteran is a paid veteran. And the more knowledge you have about your conditions that you have, the symptoms you experience and how to articulate them, the more likely you are to get your claims um, adjudicated properly. And then the additional piece is the medical evidence. You know, you need a diagnosis. You need um, a nexus, that link between your military service and your condition. 
Those are things that you must have to win a claim. And so we can help guide you on where to get that evidence. It's not always with um, a third party. It could be from your private provider, but you know, those resources are available and out there. You just have to know where to look and that's where we come in. Um, so like we talked about with that, we also have live Zoom classes um, it, it, through our VACI community and they're offered three times a day during the week. We have coffee with the coaches every morning, Monday through Friday, which is a wonderful place to start your day, especially if you're looking for a community of like-minded people who are experiencing the same things. It's pretty awesome. Um, we have Q&A sessions and CNP prep classes. Uh, we have mental health um, specific classes where we talk about symptoms and what they look like and how to speak about them. So it's a really amazing community where you can equip yourself with the education to win your claim. Um, but if you want to learn more about that, you can sign up for a discovery call and see if either program is right for you. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's risk-free. You know, how how our system is set up is we don't invoice until we help you get the rating that you deserve or we get you an increase in your overall percentage. So there's no fee for signing up or anything like that in the elite program. Um, and so that's really important. It's risk free. You know, I know that my husband started with the book and started with the free resources, got to know the company and then he jumped. And he signed up with a coach and we haven't looked back. Um, and, and, you know, so sometimes this whole process is overwhelming and can be so much to take on. So sometimes taking those baby steps, just buying a book, you know, the book itself has a ton of resources. Um, so does our YouTube channel. And so, you know, go and find those little things and get that little sense of what VA Claims Insider is about. And if you like us, join us. Yep. And then if you don't win, um, I always tell veterans fight until they get it right. Uh, but if you don't win and the process is too much and you need to take a step back, then that's fine too. And you can do that. Um, again, fight until they get it right, no matter what capacity you're doing it. But awesome. That's kind of the overview of our program. Molly, you ready to get started? Let's do it. Let's awesome. Do it. So, so we did. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. We're just so we're just so excited. Um, we're we're excited to get you guys this information. Um, but we did want to put a little warning out there because it is a sensitive topic, you know. And like I said, you're not alone, and you don't have to do this alone. And know that there are you know there are resources out there like the crisis line um, that you can contact if if this brings up some symptoms um, that you've been dealing with and you need someone to talk to. I always encourage my veterans, whether you're in crisis or not put this number into your favorites, into your phone, because the one thing that you don't want to do in crisis is go searching through your contacts. Where is that number that they gave me? You know, you're not going to want to do that. It's just kind of like the poison control number. I have little ones. Who knows what they're going to do? So I have the poison control number saved. Crisis line is the same thing. You don't want to be searching for that number while you're in crisis. So please, Put this veteran crisis line into your phone. They are fantastic. They are there to help you. Um, so we just wanted to kind of put that out there before, before we jumped into the actual topic at hand. 
And remember, we're not medical professionals. We're not accredited VSOs, attorneys, um, and we're not recognized by the Department of Veterans Affairs. So this is um, strictly informational, educational, um, and we're not going to dig into anybody's uh, specifics. We're just going to do the overarching, and we will have time for questions after we go through this. Um, but again, let's not make it too intense. If you do want to get that level of service and care, please, you can sign up. I have very, um, very direct <laughs> uh, experience with MST claims, um, not just for myself, but, but for my veterans too. So you can sign up directly with me using the link, um, or you can sign up directly with Molly. You can also sign up and ask specifically for a female or male because women are not the only veterans who've experienced MST. So um, if you want that level um, of communication, please sign up for Elite and, and get somebody to talk to. We would love to, to help work with you. Let's get started. Um, I'll talk about the agenda. We're going to define MST based on the VA's definition. We'll talk about some facts and myths. And then we're really going to get into what the M21-1 identifies as markers. Um, and then we'll talk about how do you prove those markers. And then I'll, we'll have some of the resources from the VA for MST listed. So just to kind of get rolling, the VA defines MST, military sexual trauma, as a sexual assault or sexual harassment experienced during military service. Veterans of all genders and from all types of backgrounds can and have experienced military sexual trauma. Now remember, this process is very, very difficult for survivors, and it can take months, sometimes years, to adjudicate these claims. Things, in my experience, absolutely got worse before they got better. And sometimes, even when I think they're better, they get worse again. So it's a very difficult process. And, it, and opening it up can be like reliving the trauma over and over and over again. And it can absolutely take toll on your relationships, not just intimate relationships with a spouse or a partner, but also your relationships with your children or your friends or your coworkers. So prepare yourself for that to happen have resources in place to help you through this process as well. So um, if you've been out of therapy for a while, it might be a good time to start talking to someone again, uh, or at least have something positive in your life to look forward to, to help balance those things out. We always, always um, advise people to, to seek treatment. Um, and then submitting a fully developed claim through this process with proof of markers can help speed it up, but it's not a guarantee. Y'all know the VA. They, they operate at their own pace um, and they do have a backlog and the people that adjudicate claims are human. So those are all elements to consider with this. Um, Molly, do you want to go talk about the facts and myths a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I did want to touch on something too, you know, being ready to pursue a PTSD MST claim is huge as well. And if you're not ready, then that's okay. You have to be ready and, and willing to speak to your symptoms and really dig into it, like Elizabeth said. And you might be eligible for another condition that we could, we could help you go after if you're not ready. You know, we are here when you are ready to pursue a PTSD MST claim or your knees. You know, like 
what either or it doesn't have to be an either or it can be kind of an all let's start let's get your feet wet in the process get some education and and go from there so i just wanted to throw that out there because i know a lot of people are very hesitant to jump right into this claim and it doesn't have to be that way all right so some facts and myths uh, mst is filed as its own claim so this is actually false PTSD due to MST is actually one of the PTSD claims. Um, and Elizabeth, do you want to touch even deeper into that or do you kind of want to keep it surface level? Yeah, no, this, that's great. Um, it can all, it doesn't matter really what the diagnosis is because MST is not a diagnosis for mental health. You can have anxiety disorder because of military sexual trauma. You can have major depressive disorder as a result of it. It's not always PTSD. Um, PTSD is a DSM-5 uh, diagnosis that you have to meet specific criteria to be diagnosed with. So you're not always going to meet that. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be PTSD. That goes for all mental health claims. It doesn't have to be PTSD. Um, it can be as simple as generalized anxiety disorder. Uh, so don't get too hung up on filing an MST claim or filing PTSD. You know, think about it as an overarching mental health claim because you're experiencing these symptoms. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then another one is MST is an easy claim to win. So this unfortunately is false. Um, I would say no claim is easy to win. Um, and that's why we want to implement that, that strategy, um, you know, and make sure that it is a fully developed claim. And that's what we can help you with. We want to make sure that you have an abundance of evidence in support of your claim before even submitting it to the VA. Yes. And it um, is an emotional process. And you have to dig in to so many different people and tell your story so many different times. It's exhausting. It's, it's brutal. Um, I, I feel like it's cruel. <laughs> it felt that way to me. And so, and on the VA side, it can take longer because they are looking for proof of your markers. They are looking for that stuff. You guys, I had a restricted report that I filed while I was in service for my MST and it still took forever they still threw me through the ringer. So, you know, that that's all relevant when you're looking at filing these claims. Yeah. But the payoff at the end can be very positive, both emotionally and financially, you know, with that compensation that you deserve, but also it can be therapeutic to win that claim because it is, it is coming, not, not necessarily coming to peace because that's a whole other whole other thing, but it is to be, to get what you deserve for what you went through can be very therapeutic for veterans. So I know we're, 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 we're saying, yes, it's going to take a while. It's going to be really hard, but the payoff at the end, you know, that can be worth it for a lot of veterans. That can be what drives you through it um, and, and to it. You and know? Some of the things I'm seeing in the chat, like justice, validation, affirmation, yeah. Absolutely. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it because you do get that sense when these claims are adjudicated properly. Um, you also feel defeated if they're not. You feel almost worse than when it happened if they deny it. But don't ever stop fighting. 
don't stop fighting. When you know it's right, when you know this is what happened and this is what caused my symptoms, don't stop fighting. The only way the VA wins is if you quit. Absolutely. So keep fighting for what you deserve because you do. You deserve it. And if no one has told you that yet, Elizabeth and I, by the end of this live, <laughs> will have instilled <laughs> it in you numerous times. <laughs> um, another one is Raiders um, look for markers. Yes, Raiders look for markers. And we'll get into markers uh, here in a little bit. What are markers? What kind of markers? And then this one, too, you know, you need all the markers. You don't need all the markers. So when we go through this list, just remember that in the back of your mind. Okay, I don't need all of these, but if I have a couple of them, and then we'll go into the proving the markers, that can be helpful as well. I feel like I missed one. There's a special team oh. of raiders just yes. for MST, and that is true. They yep. do have um, special adjudicators that, that focus on those claims because they do take uh, – an extra air of um, technique and empathy. So they do go to a special place. Yep. Yep. Awesome. All right. You want to jump into markers or? Sure do. I'll take the first half. So markers are identified in M21-1. That's the guide that the VA raters use to adjudicate claims. And um, some of the markers are like increased use or abuse of leave without an apparent reason, such as family obligations or family illnesses. What that means is, um, let's say shortly after the incident, you just started blowing all your leave, or maybe you went AWOL a few times and came back. Those are absolutely markers. Um, episodes of depression, panic attacks, or anxiety without identifiable reasons. You know the reason, but people around you probably don't. Um, it might be described in an NCOER. That's on the Army side, so an evaluation report. It might be described in a counseling statement, um, erratic behavior, things of that nature. So those changes in your mood and your personality can be used as markers. Physicals, uh, physicals, visits to medical or counseling clinics or a dispenser, dispensary without a specific diagnosis or ailment. Those are also um, markers. Use of or increased interest in pregnancy tests or testing for STDs. Um, HIV specifically is one that people will go and get tested for after this, or they recommend you're tested for if you tell a medical provider in confidence um, that this has happened. And sudden requests that the your MOS or your duty station be changed without any justification. Um, I know when I reported mine, I requested a change of duty station. I also requested, I just wanted to get some counseling. I was like, I'll be fine. I got this. You know, you suck it up and you drive on. <laughs> so I was like, I just need this so that I can get to outside counseling. I don't want to go through the clinic on post. I want this to be separate because in your brain, uh, when they're together and they're connected, there's no trust. Um, the trust is very severely damaged when MST occurs. And so I, I just wanted to talk to someone outside of that space. 
that's also a marker. Um, I didn't tell anybody why, you know, you just go and you, you start doing them. But anything that you're not really expressing, so just random changes in your patterns. Yeah, and that can be for performance uh, evaluations as well. Um, you know, if there's a sudden change, if you are, you know, get sailor of the gear um, and then the MST and then, you know, maybe your performance, both physically, both at your job, you know, there's, we all know there's tons of performance markers um, and everything should be documented. So that can be a, a huge marker uh, that you can use. Um, increased or decreased use of prescription medication. So if you if you have an increase, if you already have anxiety or are already on an anxiety medication and you you start taking more of it, um, whether prescribed or not, um, you know, that can be a huge marker or just stopping taking medication. You know, what's what's the point if this medication is not going to, you know, uh, help, then why take it? Um, is what a lot of veterans uh, oftentimes feel. Increased use of over-the-counter medication, um, whatever that, that might be. Um, and then alcohol or drug abuse, you know, to, um, to try and help cope um, or, or suppress the, what's happened and the emotions and the symptoms just so you can function. Um, and, that, and that goes for, you know, if you got in trouble you know, for alcohol, whether you're underage or whether it's a DUI or, you know, and we'll get we'll get to like the kind of the the legal um, stuff that can be markers and proof of markers uh, in here in a little bit. Um, increased disregard for military or civilian authority. Um, again, if you if you got in trouble for one reason or another, um, that can definitely be a marker especially if it is, if it has been out of character, you know, in previous, you know, if, if you have been that sailor of the year and then there's a sudden change that can definitely be a marker, um, increased, oh, uh, obsessive behavior such as overeating or undereating. So again, if, if you have been, you know, at the same height and weight, um, for months and months and months or your whole career, and then that suddenly changes, you know, all of that, you all know how often, you know, PT, you're getting measurements and everything. So that can be documented and you can see a pattern. Um, and that's what they would look into if there is, you know, the overeating or um, the letting yourself go, whatever that looks like, you know. Um, unexplained economic or social behavior changes as well as treatment for physical injuries around the same time of the claimed trauma, but not reported as a result of the trauma. So you don't necessarily have to come out and say that the injury was from the trauma. Um, it can, due to other markers, it can kind of be inferred um, and proven that way. And then the breakup of a, um, a primary relationship. We all know the divorce rates uh, in the military, unfortunately, um, for one reason or another, but this, this can also be a marker if you have been in, you know, a relationship and that relationship suddenly ends, um, and the aftermath of that as well. Also, you guys, these, these are not 
the all-encompassing list of markers. This is just what's outlined in the M21-1. There are other things that you can use as markers. Um, proof is the most important piece. So being able to prove some of these markers, a divorce certificate, um, doctor's visits, uh, DUI, legal documents, um, if you were underage at the time, maybe a minor in consumption or a minor in possession charge, uh, you know, an Article 15, anything like that that you can use as proof is going to be very helpful. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about the proof. So legal documents can be used as proof. Those are not just civilian police reports or divorce decrees, but um, maybe a custody arrangement if you had to give up custody of your child because you weren't able to function and cope. Um, letters, emails, texts, any kind of correspondence to family members, uh, to roommates, to somebody. It doesn't have to outright say, this happened to me, um, but it can show your changes from how you were before the incident to after, to how it impacted you immediately after, shortly after, and then over time. Um, faculty members, chaplains, clergy members, fellow service members, those can also be done in personal statements. You want to be really careful with personal statements, buddy letters, because you don't want someone who's not qualified to try and diagnose you and say, oh, she for sure, he for sure has PTSD from MST. That's not what they're asking. That's not what they need from this document. What they need is to attest to what this person saw, felt, heard, experienced um, in reference to you at the time that this happened. So again, if you're struggling and you think maybe you need a buddy letter or you need something to serve as proof in that capacity, that's something that a coach can help you with if you sign up for the elite membership. Yeah, we have a lot of resources into buddy letters, personal lay statements, um, you know, blog posts. I know that I am constant. I don't know about you, Elizabeth, but um, I do call her the resource queen. So a lot of my resources <laughs> do come from her. Um, but, you know, the blog, I'm always sending my veterans, you know, the link to the blog. Um, here, check out this blog. This goes into it in depth. You know, there's so much information around you know, this subject, MST, but also just claims in general. There's so much information. Um, and that's, again, where the education piece and understanding what condition you are seeking and what evidence you have and what evidence you need. Speaking of the blog, they posted a link and you can go there and get a lot of this great information as well. So thank you. And I love research. That's one of my favorite things to do. That's why, that's why I know where to find the resources. That's why she is the resource. <laughs> Officially dubbed. Yes. <laughs> but some of the other things you can use, you know, ER and medical records. If you went to the emergency room um, after an incident uh, or a crisis center or a center for domestic abuse, because you guys, this isn't just... Um, between service members, you know, it can be between spouses. And um, if it's on, if it happens while you're on active duty, then then that's um, a justifiable claim as well. So yeah, I want to touch on that really quick, because when I was in college, I actually worked at a domestic violence and sexual assault shelter. And um, I worked the crisis line, and I worked 
um, specifically with the sexual assaults program um, for examinations. And, and within, within my year that I worked with them, we did, we were in uh, like around the Kalamazoo area. And so there was a military base and I would have, you know, spouses or service members call in. So it doesn't always have to be internal. It can be external. You know, it can be an external ER if you don't feel comfortable going to the on-base one. You know, it can, you can sometimes, um, you know, go back and pull that information and use it in support of your claim. So you don't have to have it specifically reported to win this type of claim. Correct. And, you know, personal diaries and journals too. I know that's not as common anymore um, with, with Snapchat and Instagram and things like that. But, you know, in light of those shifts, sometimes um, our social media habits change when our moods change. So you can use that as evidence as well. Like, look, I was super active. I was experiencing life and enjoying things. And then, look, I went dark. There's absolutely no mention of anything because I went into this space because this happened. So those are just some examples of proof you can use um, and, sub and submit in support of a claim for mental health because of MST or military sexual trauma. We've got some resources. So you can um, go to va.gov and type in MST they will come up with the trauma resources for women's health. They will come up with mental health, um, MST general fact sheets. There's also homeless resources for military and uh, military sexual trauma and things like that, because that's one of the common factors with MST is, is veteran homelessness, female vet veteran homelessness, especially. So um, go to va.gov utilize those resources if you need. Our blog post is excellent and has links to those. And you can get a lot of that information. Um, there's that post again. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, definitely check it out. This is not something you want to do alone. Um, or maybe it is. I'm pretty, I isolate pretty well. I like to function in that capacity on my own. But it was really good for me to have this group to fall back on and to say, man, I'm struggling. This is hard. Um, the other piece of this is the CNP prep because you will go in more than likely and have a CNP exam for mental health due to this. And it's brutal. Um, my experience was not good. And I had the resources and the knowledge because of VA Claims Insider to report it immediately. And got the results that I deserved. So I, I do believe in what we do and how we do it um, and the education that we provide for our veterans. And I'm really glad that we have this forum to get this information out to you as well. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to us talk about military sexual trauma and the intricacies of it as far as VA claims are concerned. Um, I think we're good, Molly. If you don't have anything else, we'll leave the last 20 minutes for questions. Yeah, for sure. I did want to mention one thing, though. Um, you know, a metaphor that I oftentimes use with veterans is this process can be a marathon. It is not a sprint. And so 
in in lieu of that, you know, keeping that in mind, you're not going to just go and well, at least I'm not just run a marathon without any training. I would be about done after two miles, probably. I'm not a runner. Um, but but still, you know, a, a seasoned runner that has a lot of education and knowledge and has been training is going to do a lot better than, say, me, who has never ran, you know, more than probably two miles at a time. So you need to treat this like a marathon. You need to train. You need to get all of the education before actually starting on this journey. And that's where we can come in. You know, we can be that coach, that one-on-one support for you um, through this marathon that we call VA disability. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, I see a bunch of questions in the chat. So yeah, let's jump into questions. There's so much. And I want to say for all of you in the chat, thank you for responding to one another and for sharing your situation with each other because it does help. It does help to know that you're not alone and that you're not the only one who's been through this process. And like someone posted that theirs took eight months. Some of them said it was 125 days. It's so all over the board. So thank you for engaging with one another and and helping this community to be what it is. It's really beautiful to see in that, in that chat. So Thank you. Yeah. Um, One question that I do see right off the bat is how do I switch uh, to one of you, one of you coaches? I prefer a female, Um, you know, let us know, let us know if you, if you prefer, you know, a female coach over a male coach, we are here to help you. So if you are going to thrive better under a female coach, advocate for yourself, reach out to us. You know, you can tell your coach, don't be afraid to tell your coach, say, Hey, you know, I, I would just feel more comfortable with a female coach. No coach that I, that I've worked with in this company is going to take that personally. Just tell them and they will be able to point you in the right direction. Yep. Reach out and they can get you the customer service email so that you can make that happen soon. Yep. Absolutely. Thanks, Joanne. All right. What else do we have? Um, why does it take so long for them to assign a VA rater to your claim after it is ready for a rating? There is a big backlog and there are so many new people adjudicating claims at the VA. Um, last year, at the end of the year, they hired 2000 plus people for this process. So we're getting into some of that and and you do have to wait um, sometimes longer than others. But part of our strategy that we implement with clients is to circumvent that a little bit. And especially claims that are related to MST, they should be done by themselves because um, we know that they do tend to take longer. So you don't wanna pair them with anything else that requires additional CNP exams. And they need that individual attention by you and the VA, you know, kind of. It's a small group of people that deals with MST claims. So there aren't as many of them to deal with those as, as others. So good questions. Thank you. And it looks like Danny says, don't give up. Like they said, it's a marathon and we can help. And we do really enjoy it. So much support. Thank you guys so much for jumping in the comments. And yeah, like Elizabeth said, answering each other's questions about, you know, I'm here in the process. Where are you? You know, the the support of don't give up. 
Um, it's just amazing. I, this community of veterans just always blows me away. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, Ray says he wants a coach. Can we get the links up for him? There we go. You can go ahead and sign up. Um, VAclaimsinsider.com slash elite membership. Click there and you'll be able to sign up and get a coach. Eileen, I feel that because of the ranks that assaulted me, that has a lot to do with it. It absolutely does. Um, you know, the good news is once you get out, uh, you're not, you're not really into that anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. You know, um, I, I got an NCOER from uh, someone who was sexually harassing me and it was awful. It was terrible. The worst one I'd ever received. Um, and they just chalked it up to a personality conflict. So you can be angry about it, um, which is entirely justifiable, but even more importantly, let's get strategic and use those as ammunition to win those claims. Absolutely. There is a, a Facebook user um, that said the worst part is feeling alone. We feel you. We definitely, we, we can't imagine how you're feeling, but we hear, we hear that often. Um, but you don't have to be alone. Like Elizabeth said, you know, sometimes, you know, you think, you know, well, I just better, better do this alone, you know, um, and it doesn't have to be that way. So definitely join the community, get that one-on-one -on -one coach. And not only are you getting that one-on-one -on -one coach, but, you know, in the, in the uh, Zoom uh, classes and the coffee with the coaches and everything, you can, even though we're a completely online company, you can really feel the VA Claims Insider and the veteran community in those classes. Because unlike this, where you guys can just see us, in Zoom, it's two-way. So we can see you and you can see us. So the reactions and, you know, and just the, the, the sense of community that a lot of veterans get. I know a lot of veterans that are at 100% permanent total and they still want to be a part of the community because they, they're like, this is my veteran community, you know, especially with the pandemic and everything's going, um, you know, online and a lot of the things aren't open, you know, for the for the veteran community to get together in their community. You know, virtual is kind of the new up and coming way to keep in contact um, with your with your community and and learn and grow and not feel so alone. And my favorite part is that you can do it in your pajamas. There you go. The best. Yep. <laughs> Comfort of your own home. Absolutely. Um, we had one question above that I wanted to touch on, and it said something about is the process different for males who've experienced MST? And it's not different. Um, it, it is not. It might be more difficult because the status quo is that it's, it's women um, who've been assaulted or experienced MST. I think from my experience with my male veterans who've experienced it, it is more difficult to talk about and to bring those things to light. And the trick with this is to try to find some sort of proof, whatever you can. Um, that's going to be crucial for male, female, anyone. Um, we have some other questions. Sorry, I want to get to as many of these as we can. So Dan asks, is MST rated as the same mental health rating as one? I think I understand what you're asking, but MST, again, is not its own claim. 
it's a mental health diagnosis because of MST. So I'm gonna answer another question in the mix of this with Marquita. Um, it's okay if it's anxiety. If you were diagnosed with anxiety, generalized anxiety, major depressive disorder, PTSD, any of those can be diagnosed because of military sexual trauma. And in turn, they can be rated as um, a condition. They are all rated based on the same 31 mental health symptoms. And so that's where people kind of get confused. It's not necessarily that you're going to get a higher rating because it's considered PTSD over anxiety. It's all symptom and circumstance based. So how is this impacting your life? What symptoms are you experiencing? What impairments is this causing for your home life, your work life, your social life, if you have one, right? So how does it impact you? That's what it's going to be rated based upon. Good questions. Yeah, so don't get too hung up on that diagnosis. Nope. The important Ada thing asks. is that you have a diagnosis. That is the important thing that you should get hung up on is that you need to get a diagnosis, a current diagnosis at that. Um, and again, that's part of our strategy that we can we can talk through with you. And if you don't have a diagnosis, we can help we can help guide you in the right direction to get that current diagnosis. Absolutely. Sandy, does it matter if I have a PTSD claim as well as a PTSD MST claim? Meaning, should I file PTSD by itself or combine them? You will only have one claim for mental health, period, Sandy. So you don't need to document whether it's PTSD due to MST um, or just regular PTSD. Really, you want to file a claim for whatever you've been diagnosed with. So pick the top one, file the claim for that, and prepare yourself with the documentation that you need to support it. Awesome. Yeah, in terms of like combining things, the VA is going to do that. If you do put, you know, PTSD, anxiety, depression, um, which I would not suggest doing them all at once. But again, that's the strategy uh, that we could talk about. But the VA is going to det determine which get combined. You know, so don't don't again, get, don't get too hung up on the logistics because the VA is going to do what the VA wants to do in terms of combining uh, conditions. But yeah, that, that's the education piece for sure. Looking at some of this stuff, I'm sorry. Um, is there a time limit on when you can file an MST claim? No, there isn't. We've had several veterans who waited decades to file and a couple of them recently won. So um, absolutely never, ever, it's never too late. Yeah. There are some conditions that do like presumptive conditions that you do have to at least get a diagnosis within a time period, but mental health is not one of them. Mental health PTSD is not one of them. Um, Carly, um, she said, I have a guy friend who came to my aid. Would that be someone I'd get a letter from to confirm knowledge of the incident? Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Um, again, I would caution you f away from any kind of uh, peer diagnosis or peer, like, yes, she definitely has PTSD. Stay away from any of that discussion, but this is what happened. This is what I remember. And, and that's that. I would leave it very basic for sure. I think we have a either a YouTube video or maybe it's a blog. We have one of them um, that is 
the title is literally how to write a strong or what needs to be in a strong buddy statement. Mm -hmm. So there is a resource specifically to help you as well as the person writing the buddy letter. And a couple of weeks ago, Coach John Luna and I did a did a live on buddy statements too. So you can revisit those as well. Um, we've got a couple of questions. I'm trying to find again. Okay, Danny asks. Darren when is I... waiting on a decision. Who is? Darren. Darren's waiting on a decision. Good luck. Yes, good, good luck. luck. Good luck, good luck. So Danny Patterson says, when I submitted my supplemental claim for back pay at 70%, they took it on theirs to look at permanent and total, but then denied it. Had a buddy letter from last manager about tardiness and distant from others. Any suggestions on next steps? So Danny, without really digging in, hold on, I've got to see. Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Without really knowing your whole situation, it's hard to tell what the next step should be. It could be that you're right where you should be at the 70%. It could be that you um, have the symptoms and the circumstances to be rated at 100%, but you're not articulating it um, the way that they need to hear it to give you, to grant you that rating. So it would be good to sign up and at least get some of those resources and that educational material so you know what you need to speak about. Um, for me, my anxiety is the most crippling piece of my mental health. If you talk to a CNP examiner about just anxiety, they only take that at 10% value. But if you talk to them about how your anxiety causes you persistent delusions about your surroundings, about the people around you and their motives, then that turns from a 10% symptom into a potentially 100% symptom. So the reason we coach so much on knowing and understanding your symptoms and what they mean and how to speak them is because that's the difference between 10 and 100%. So Danny, it's a good idea to get, get involved with um, learning about those symptoms and, and how to speak them first before you go to any next steps. Thanks for your questions. All right, let's see. Guys, this hour has flown by. We've got about seven minutes. So we'll, we'll get to some of these. Um, and- Oh, I just saw one. Um, okay, I was rated 50% for PTSD due to MST. How can I increase it? Again, that strategy is going to come in. Again, those going over the 31 mental health symptoms, seeing, you know, what the definition of 50% is, 70%, 100%, understanding that criteria and being able to speak to those symptoms is the key. So, yes, absolutely. And we can help and we can help you understand what is an increased claim. What needs to happen for an increased claim? How do you file an increased claim? You know, all of those things is what VA Claims Insider was why we're here. You know, this is a tough process. There's so much information. I know we're kind of just skimming the surface, um, but really we have so much information to share with you guys and only an hour to do it. I mean, Elizabeth, you and I could talk about this literally all day long, but all I'm day. sure you guys have better things to do. <laughs> to sit here and all day. Especially when we get veterans on who have 
good questions and really just want to know more information because we want to give it to you. It is that that is super therapeutic. Again, if this has caused you um, to to fall into crisis or to get into dark headspace that you're struggling to get out of, please call the crisis line. Um, It's there for that reason. Reach out to your support system as well. I've used the crisis line. There's absolutely no shame in it. Um, one day it was just, Hey, I'm struggling and I don't want to share this with anybody I care about because I don't want them to know that, that I'm such a Debbie Downer today. You know, that was, it was that simple. And, um, I just had someone listen. So call them, use it. Uh, we did, I did see one from Marquita. Does the army national guard keep investigation documents forever? Curious where to start and how to request those. I never got copies. Start with your IG office at your state. There are regulations that determine how long they're mandated to keep them, but I don't know what they are. So reach out to your inspector general office. Um, They will be able to point you in the right direction. Good questions. Do you want to do one more? Do you want to do a little recap? Um, Let's do one more and then we'll recap. Do you see one? I am looking. I see. All right. I see one that's great from Carly Weber. Shaming was something that kept me from getting help for so long. So I get the trying to do it alone and feeling alone. The process is overwhelming. What is the first step I should take in getting help with this besides the fact that I'm already in therapy? So Carly. Yeah. (laughs) This is the first step. You know, seeing that we're on this Facebook Live and jumping in and commenting, you know, you've commented a lot, engaging and just getting this information. You're doing it. You're already there. You're past step one, girlfriend. (laughs) You're on to the next step. And and so for me, um, the next step in my process when I did this was finding proof of my markers, like determining what, what were my markers, what is the proof, and clearly and concisely lining that out so that it couldn't be disputed. Yep. That's that next step. And join us. You can sign up with me or Molly directly. Um, We'll have some links posted for either one of us. You can sign up um, with any elite and and you'll kind of get thrown in the mix to get a coach in the round robin. But there's my link. Um, You can sign up directly with me if you want somebody who's been through that experience. Molly has some great experience um, with an outside perspective, which is amazing in this capacity. Sometimes it's not the best to commiserate with people who've been through it too. It's just good to have a strong support. So I can see the benefits of of both. And uh, again, we're both super passionate about this and getting the um, validation for you as well as your compensation for, for experiencing this because you don't join the military to be sexually assaulted or to be sexually harassed. End of story. So if anything else happened while you were in, you deserve to be rated and to be compensated for that. Whether it be military sexual trauma or a knee injury or a back injury or, or, you know, uh, another mental health condition, you know, you signed up to serve your country and we thank you for doing that. Yes. So got two minutes to throw in a quick recap. Um, We talked about what is MST and gave you some facts and myths out there. We discussed the markers as identified in M21-1. 
uh, talked about how to prove those markers and then gave you some resources to look at into. Um, again, if you have more questions, reach out, join us. Um, and for the women on the call, we do have a special Women's Wednesday group that meets every other Wednesday. And we dig into this stuff um, even deeper. Sometimes it's lighter, sometimes it's heavy, but we're there for each other and we, we talk each other through and walk each other through. So and it's a smaller class. You know, if you go into like the orientation classes or the CMP classes, they're, they're a lot bigger on average, like 30-ish veterans. Um, the women's class is much, much smaller. I would say probably 10 to 15 you know, Um, and lots of coaches, you know, Elizabeth and I pop in there. um, And sometimes we have a topic and sometimes it's just what the veteran needs, you know, what you guys need. It's a community because we do love that this is what we get to do and love that we get to serve other veterans. So we'd love for you to join us. Um, Thank you for joining us here today on your Wednesday morning, afternoon, ish. We appreciate your time. I know there are other things you could be doing. Thank you for spending it with us. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful day and take care. Bye-bye.